Welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another message of hope and inspiration. And boy, do I have a good one today. But I want to let you know, first off, before we start, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what, uh, what your struggle is, but I'm here to tell you that you're not alone, that God cares for you, that he has a plan and a destiny for your life, even when you feel that everything just doesn't make no sense. Have you, have you ever been that way? Have you felt that way? You can be feeling that way right now. And the terrorism message is going to be something that uh, I want to talk about. I feel discouraged. Have you ever felt discouraged? And do you know what discouraged really means? And how do we overcome feeling discouraged? Discourages feeling defeated, that like that things are just not working for you, that your world has fallen apart, and the thing that you might have been hoping for and longing for to come pass is not going to happen. How do I deal with this feeling discouraged? Have you ever felt discouraged? I know the feeling. Of feeling discouraged. I know how it is to know loss and pain. And not because of someone did something to me, because I did it to myself. Have you ever looked in the mirror and realized that the enemy sometimes is you and not no one else? That's pretty hard reality to, to face up. That you are the reason that your circumstances are where they at. And how do I manage to get over not feeling discouraged? Have you ever felt let down? Just felt let down on time by and, and 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 you feel that a person just let you down, a person that you've been loving and feeling that you've been doing right, but you know, but things happen. And you feel that that person has let you down because you just didn't get it. Get it your way. How do you combat that? What do you do when you're feeling discouraged? When those who are close to you walk away. Or they lose heart with you. And I want to tell you about being discouraged. And to be discouraged, it means to be disheartened. To be dispirit. This is what it is to be disheartened. You just feel like that nothing's going to work the way that you hoped that it would work in your life. But I want to tell you there's a remedy. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. That God loves you with an everlasting love. That God will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to let you know that today because right now if you're dealing with discouraged, being discouraged, I feel discouraged. That's the title of this message. I feel discouraged. But before we get into this message, let's open up in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you for the day. I thank you for your word. Father, I glorify and magnify you today. Father, I'm praying for those who feel discouraged, those who feel like they defeated, those who feel like that their world has ended. And that the thing that they have been longing for to come to pass is not going to come to pass. 
I ask you, Father, to help your people be able to adapt and overcome and trust in you when they're discouraged and that you have a plan for them, that you can turn whatever negative situation around, you can turn it around. Father, I pray that you bless the people today. I ask you to bless the people that are in the hospital, people that are incarcerated. I ask you to bless the homeless, Father. I ask you to bless the widows, the orphans, Father. I ask you to bless these people who do not know where they're going to sleep tonight or how they're going to pay their rent or how they're going to buy groceries, how they're going to provide for their children or this holiday season. I ask you, Father, to bless them. I ask you, Father, to come into their lives, Father, and give them hope, give them inspiration, and give them peace, Father. I pray, Father, that you just bless your people, that you would not forget about them, Father, that you would help them in the midst of whatever's going on in their world, Father. I pray, Father, that you would do that for those who love you and call upon you, Father, and do it for those who don't know you. Let them find out how great and wonderful you are, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I just want to encourage you today that you are not alone. God loves you and I love you and I'm concerned about you. I want to pray with you. I want to agree with you. And I want to help those tonight who are feeling discouraged. And we're going to be looking in 1 Samuel 30. We're going to be looking at David. In this chapter, all hell is going to break out in David's life. Could you imagine coming home at the being at work? And you get there and everything is gone. This is what David experienced. And all your friends that was just laughing with you an hour ago, 10 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. And now they turn on you because they're hurt and they need someone to blame. And it's going to be you. This is what happened to David. David had 600 men that when he was on a run from Saul, that he took care of. They were outcasts, but he made them to be his family in his darkest time of his life. They learned how to defend one another. They learned how to draw comfort. They learned closeness. But this day would be a day that would make them have a different opinion about David. David, their leader. David, this good man that God said one day would be king over Israel. His friends were mad with him. And it discouraged David. He was in distress. But he knew something. He knew a secret that I want to share with you. He knew the secret was not to dwell on his discouragement. He found enough energy when everything in his world had dropped on him at this time to be able to talk to God. And so the whole message of I feel discouraged is to let you know that yes, you can feel discouraged. You can be feeling discouraged right now. You might not know what to do about anything, but I want to let you know that God is in control. God will be with you. 
He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will show up in your life in those moments where you feel like that no one understands you. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel like that you're right and no one understands you? I know. I've been that person uh, that I thought I was right, but I wasn't. And I wanted people to think like me. And that was the wrong thing to do. And I just want to let you know that we can overcome discouragement by knowing who God is. And it starts with knowing his word, knowing that God really does care and that God has an ultimate plan for your life, that he would not forsake you, he would not leave you, he would not let you be tormented. He will stand with you in the midst of everything that's going on in your world. So I'll be reading today from the Amplified Bible, and I'll be reading from 1 Samuel 30, and we're going we're gonna to deal with being discouraged and how to overcome discouragement through God and God's Word. But we're going to look at David, and we're going to see what happened to David. Uh, I want you to know, at, th at this time, David had just been on a run from Saul. Saul has been trying to kill him. So David, he went over to the enemy side, the Philistine side. So he was living in their land just to, to, to avoid Saul. But guess what? David had a love for Israel and he still had a love for Saul. Could you imagine loving your enemy? That person who's out to destroy you, who's out to try to kill you. Could you imagine loving that person in spite of all that? And this is what David did. David loved Saul in spite of what Saul was trying to do to him. He remained dedicated to his faith in God. And I want to let you know that he's going to be rewarded because he trusted in God in the midst of difficulties. In the midst of hard times when it seemed like things weren't going to be the way they should be, David was able to trust God. Now let's look at 1 Samuel 30. Let's look at verse 1. Now when David and his men came home to Ziklag, on the third day, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid on the south of Nebo and on Ziklag, and had struck Ziklag and burnt it with fire, and had taken the women and all who were there both great and small, captive. They killed no one, but carried them off and went on their way. So David and his men came to town and behold, it was burnt. And their wives and sons and daughters were taken captive. Then David and the men with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. They were devastated. They were completely devastated because everything that they loved and cherished had been taken. And they didn't know what to do. And they cried. Men cried, yes. Men do cry. In other words, there's nothing wrong with men crying. I know that we think that men are not supposed to cry, but men do cry. And we see that these are warriors crying. These are men of war who are crying. These are not 
some just anybody crying. These are people who have a foundational trust in battle. You know, one of the things that David says in the psalm that God made his hands to war. But at this moment, these men have been stripped and broken. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I want to let you know that even while you feel discouraged, when you feel that there's no hope, that everything is gone. But David was able to do something in this moment. Because guess what? Now the crying is over. Guess what happens next? Next here comes the blame. Somebody is at fault that this has happened to us. And you know who's going to get the blame, right? Yeah, you already know who it is. It's going to be David. David's going to get the blame. And this is what it says. Then David and the men, this is verse 4. Then David and the men with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive. Ohenanam, the Jezreel, Jezreelite. Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. David was greatly distressed for the men spoke astonishing him because the souls of them and all were bitterly grieved. Each man for his son and daughters Remember I told you in my last podcast these three words. B-U-T. But now they was they was out they they, they wanted to, they wanted to blame. They had to have somebody to blame. Dave was gonna be to blame because he was the leader. Understand sometimes leadership, when things fail, you have to be able to deal with it and take fault that things didn't go that way. And so now they thought about stoning David. But David had enough in him to know who to talk to. And I want you to know who to talk to. I want you to know that you can talk to God and God will answer you. God will be there for you. God will not leave you. And so what David did, he did something and this is what leadership does. Leadership is always a teaching moment. It's the ability where you get the opportunity to teach and correct people and show them the right way of what to do when the negative things come their way. So if you're feeling discouraged, I want you to do what David did. I want you to be encouraged. And this is what it says. David was greatly distressed, verse 6, for the man spoke of stoning him because the souls of them and all were bitterly grieved, each man for his son and daughter. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David said, hey, let me talk to God. So this is, this is the key to victory right here. Know when to talk to God. It said that David encouraged him, encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Because you know what he knew? David had seen God multiple times in his life. Bring him through. Trial after trial. He knew that all he had to do was be able to get along with his God and talk to his God. 
And that's what he did. He talked to his God. And so, this is what I love about David. You know, the Bible says that God says he chose David because he chose a man after his own heart. And David is the person that he chose, the man after his own heart. And this is why. Because God knew that David would worship and praise him. In verse 7, David said to Apentheri the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray you bring me the ephod. And Apentheri brought the ephod to him. See, now David is getting ready to put on some spiritual warfare clothing. So he's getting ready to get dressed, to go before God. He's getting ready to give honor to his God. He's going to go to his God and talk to him. That's all it really is. The whole thing is having a conversation with God. Not being, being able to talk to God about your circumstances. If you're hurt and you're feeling discouraged, go in your room, close the door. That's your closet. And talk to God and say, God, I, I, I don't like what's going on in my life right now. God, I thought that it would be different. God, I thought it would be better. God, I didn't think it would be like this. God, help me. I don't know what to do. Can I tell you something? This is what I do when I get discouraged. I go and talk to God. Just like David did. Have a conversation. And, and it says in verse 8, because David understands that God is in control. Even in the midst of what he's seeing, the fire, or what all the stuff that he's seeing, he knows that God is in charge. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue these troops? Shall I overtake them? The Lord answered him, Pursue, for you should surely overtake them, and with all, fail and recover all. See, I want to let you understand this too. You know, when in the New Testament it talks about the centurion, he tells Jesus, I'm a man like you, I'm under authority. I, do, I tell one soldier to do this, he does that, this does, this does that. In other words, he's saying he knows how to follow orders. And what David did, I want to, I want to highlight this because you need to see it because you don't see it, you'll miss it. Because David is a warrior, but also he's a soldier. David understands authority. And we need to understand authority that God is always in charge. Even when it feels like that God is not in charge. God is in charge. And it says this, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue these troops? Shall I overtake them? The Lord answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and with all fail and recover all. But the, this, is, this is the significance of this, so I want you to see it. David said, shall I? In other words, if God would have told him, don't go, he wouldn't have went because he knew he would have been doing his own ability. So for all those right now who are doing things in their own ability, stop. Wait on the word from the Lord. Talk to God and get your answer. Pursue God and put your answer, get your answer. And so God tells him, 
you're going to get it all back. Not some of it, not two, three. You're going to get it all back. And I, I want to let you know that when you look at this, you'll see that it says that the Amalek carried them off and didn't kill anyone. Because at this moment, whatever the enemy, enemy meant for evil for David, God was going to turn it around for the good. So if you're discouraged today, I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side and mind. And you're not alone. You are not alone. I don't care what it feels like. I understand sometimes we just don't get what we want. Have you ever felt that way? That happened to me. Felt like I should have something, but I couldn't have it. And it hurt so bad inside. Crushed me. And you know, have you ever felt like that way? Where something that you really wanted, in other words, and you hoped that it would be the way that you wanted it to be, but it didn't. It didn't happen that way. And you crushed by it. If, can I get an amen for someone who knows what it is to be in that situation? And I wanted to just to let you know that uh, I'm praying for you. I know it's hard out here dealing with this COVID, this pandemic that we live in. And just trying to make it and trying to understand the holiday season, trying to be happy when you're sad. Have you ever tried to be happy when you're sad? And you looking at the holiday season and and you, you might not have no one to share the holiday with. You know that, you know, you don't have no one that's going to think about you at this time of year. Oh, it's a miserable time for some people. And I pray that God get them the strength. That God would be with them in their discouragement. Because people are going to be discouraged as the holiday get closer. About one thing or another thing. But I want to let you know that God loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. That he would never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be consistent with that to let you know that. I have to be consistent with that because that's all I got. All I got is God. I don't, I don't have nothing but God. Anything that comes my way is because God put it that way. And if God don't put it that way, nothing happens, nothing changes. That means everything. I depend upon God. I depend upon God how I'm going to eat, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to... God is the head of my life. I was telling y'all about this challenge once before about reading Matthew chapter 6 and seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what that really meant was just putting God first in your circumstances. Putting God first in your life over your own heart's desires. Letting God be your leader. Letting God be your head. And not complaining when things just don't happen that way. Just saying, well, God, I can't do it. And hoping and believing that God will do it. That's what I believe. I believe that God will do it. And sometimes we might have to tarry, we might have to wait a minute. But I tell you, trust in God. Because he will never never forsake you. 
And so in verse 9 it says, So David went, he and his 600 men with him, came to the brook of Besor. There those remained who were left behind. But David pursued he and the 400 men, for 200 stayed behind who were too exhausted and faint to cross the brook of Besor. Could you imagine? That means that they was in a haste, that they was in a rush to get their family back. But out of the 600 men, 200 men just couldn't go no further. It didn't mean that they didn't love their family, but they couldn't go no more. They were too exhausted. So David went from 600 to 400 men. But this is going to be a teaching moment for the world. This is going to be a teaching moment for military men. Because David's going to set a precedent within this chapter with what he does. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to continue just to talk about it because I want you to see this. Because if you see it, then you'll see how God loved David, but how David had a heart after God. And this is the reason why he became king. Because he would have a heart for people while not being king. And then it goes on in verse 11. They found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he ate and water to drink and a piece of cake, a figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit returned to him for he hadn't eaten no food or drunk any water for three days and three nights. God had him fasting. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That number three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In other words, all this stuff is symbolic. You know, uh, you'll see that even in the beginning of this chapter, it talks about three, three days. I want to, I want to let you know that God is setting you up so that you'll know that He's at work in this with the number three. And David said to him, To whom do you belong? And from where have you come? He said, I am a young man of Egypt, a servant of the Amalekites, and my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. God had a plan. So you got to understand that he fell sick three days ago because God needed a messenger to tell David where the hunt was at. So, God used whatever the enemy thought he was going to use with this sickness on this Egyptian. God took that sickness and used it because he had a plan for David to recover all. So, I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God has a plan for you to recover what you feel that you lost. He can help you recover. And so I just want to let you know, God is a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a merciful God. 
And this is what he says in verse 14. We had made a raid on the south of Nigaba, of the Cherokees, upon that which belongs to Judah, upon the south of Nigaba, Caleb, and we burned Ziglag with fire. So now he's, he's getting ready to tell David what he needs to know. And David said to him, can you take me down to this band? And he said, swear to me by God that you would neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master. I will bring you down to his band. And when he had brought David down, behold, the raiders were spread. I want you to, I want you to understand this. Abroad over all the lands, eating and drinking and dancing, because of the great spoil that they had taken from the land of the Philistines, from the land of Judah. So they, these guys was excited. They were happy. They thought they had victory. But they didn't know that David was on a mission because God told them that he would recover without fail. I just want to share this with you. If you need encouragement, and no one's around to give you encouragement. Encourage yourself as David did. He had a positive attitude about it. But it is not wrong to have a good and confident attitude towards our, ourselves. David was seemingly in a hopeless situation. His city was destroyed. His women and children captured. His men blamed him. For the misfortune what did david do he encouraged and strengthened himself in the lord later on that situation was totally turned around i want to let you know that when it seems like that it's all done and said it don't cost nothing to praise god don't cost nothing to talk to god about how you feel and what's going on it doesn't hurt. And I want you to know that you can talk to God about this situations that's going on in your life. What has you discouraged? I feel discouraged. That's the title of this message. I feel discouraged. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And in verse 17, And David smote them from twilight even to the evening of the next day. And not a man of them escaped except 400 youth who rode on camels and fled. David recovered all that the Amaleks had taken and rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David recovered all, and David captured all the flocks and herbs which the enemy had, and the people drove those animals before him and said this to David spoil. And David came to the 200 men who were so exhausted and faint. They could not follow him and had been left at the brook of Besor with the baggage. They came to meet David and those with him. And when he came near to the men, he saluted them. Then all the wicked and base men who went with David said, because they did not go with us, we will give them nothing of the spoil 
we have recovered self that every man may lead away his wife and children and depart. Now I told you David was going to have a teaching moment. Now this is what David is going to do in his teaching moment. He's supposed to teach these guys that they're selfish and that they're wrong. And what they're getting ready to do is totally against being a brother. And so this is what David says. David said, you should not do so, my brother, with what the Lord has given us. He has preserved us and has delivered into our hands the truth that came against us. Who would listen to you in this matter? For as is the share of him who goes into battle, so should the share be who stays by the baggage. They should share life. And what he did in the military, because I'm a military man, so I want you to understand this. Uh, if you're in a service, you get the same treatment whether you are at war or you at home serving stateside there is no difference you're in the military you're in the military so David talked them that day that no we're going to honor one another we're not going to be hoarders for ourselves and just because they couldn't go they deserve part of the share because guess what? They had been with us before. And I love that David had enough compassion. See, and if you notice that he talked about God. See, whenever something happens for you, make sure you give God his glory, that you give God his honor, that you give God his due. One of the biggest things that you can ever do is testify to somebody this is what God had done for me. I didn't know how I was going to eat. God provided for me. I didn't know how I was going to do this. This is what my God has done. Give God his glory. Give God his glory. And so, I just wanted to encourage you today. If you're feeling discouraged, I feel discouraged. We got, we got keys. We got victory through God and his word. And I want to let you know also what David did. And then we're going to give you some scriptures to, to help, help you along. It says this in verse 25. And from that day to this, he made it a statue and ordinance for Israel. When David came to Ziklag, he sent part of the to the elders of Judah, his friends, saying, Here is the gift for you, the spoils of the enemy of the Lord see that not only did he give to the soldiers who couldn't go but he starts sending blessing the people around him little did David know three days later he was going to become a king over Judah that he was going to become a king because Saul would die in battle and David did know that him running from Saul was coming to an end. But he remained faithful to his God. He continued to trust God in the midst of events that seemed 
horrific. Could you imagine being on the run for somebody from 20 years? Could you imagine the king looking for you? Or could you imagine if in today's society, where we live in America, that the president was looking for you and he had all these people and you had to run and hide from the president? Woo! That's a, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a thought for you. But let's look at some verses. And so, one thing about this podcast, because it's recorded, you can always come back and take your notes. The first one I want to talk about is in Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's a promise from God. God saying that he will, he will be with you. He will strengthen you. He will uphold you. And then in Isaiah 42, 16, he said, And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know, in a path that they have not known. I will guide them. I will turn them. I will turn the darkness before them into light and the rough places into a level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. I want you to understand, when you're feeling discouraged and everything is just so far on you, and you just say, man, I just can't take no more. God has it in his word. Now, in Psalms 34, verses 17 and 19, it says this, and I love this, and sometimes I have to quote this to myself. I want you to quote it to yourself. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and deliver them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all them. So if you're feeling discouraged today, I want you to take some encouragement. This is what you call an antidote. This is your medicine, the word of God. In Romans 8, 28, it says this. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for the good to those who are called according to his purpose. Remember, God says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good for those who are called according to his purpose. If you're serving God, let me tell you something and you believe in God, do you think the enemy can take from God? Do you think the enemy can take from God? No, he can't take from God. And then this is one of the biggest scriptures in the Bible that you can draw to when you feel discouraged. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil to give you a future hope. You can cling onto God and his word. In Isaiah 40, 31, he says this, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I'm just giving these scriptures so I want you to be encouraged that God is with you. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you're feeling discouraged, 
I'm just going to close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I thank you, Father, for this time. I thank you, Father, for your word. I pray that it be a blessing to your people. I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I love talking to you, and I'll be talking to you soon. Have a blessed weekend.